0: Sarah coasted to a stop on the two-lane road outside the cottage 28 minutes later. The car she was driving had a flat tire at the rear of the passenger side. The tire was flat because she'd let the air out of it while still out of sight of the cottage. When Sarah emerged from the driver's seat, she was wearing a pair of cut-off denim shorts that were the skimpiest Tanner had ever seen. The shorts were matched with a halter top so small that it appeared to have been made to fit a toddler. Sarah moved around to the rear of the car and pouted as she looked down at the flat tire. Then she bent over to inspect the flat, exposing a good portion of her breasts. Inside the darkened cottage, Mustafa was atop a sofa on his knees. He had leaned forward and peeked out at Sarah through a gap he had made in the window blinds and his eyes explored her body with great interest. As practiced, Sarah let out a loud curse and followed it with a scream of frustration as she gave the flat tire a kick. The shouted curse was a signal, while her scream was loud enough to cover the sound of Tanner's knife slicing through a window screen. Those sounds were followed by Sarah talking loudly on a cell phone as she pretended to be giving directions to a road service. Mustafa watched Sarah with lust in his eyes, but then stiffened in fear as paranoia gripped him. His attention had been focused on Sarah to the point of having tunnel vision, and he feared that someone had slipped inside the home while he'd been distracted. Mustafa left the window with the Uzi gripped in his hands and went to check out the rear door. It was secure, and the empty beer bottles he had stacked in front of it were undisturbed. He relaxed and was beginning to smile when he heard a faint sound coming from the bathroom. Mustafa crept towards the bathroom and looked in to see that the cold water was running at a steady trickle. He had washed his hands earlier and had sworn he'd cut off the water, but that trickle made him nervous. Mustafa ripped aside the shower curtain and found no one, then checked the closets and other rooms in the house, while even looking beneath the bed. With that done, he felt secure and rushed to the window to watch Sarah again. As he had done earlier, Mustafa sat up on his knees upon the sofa and leaned forward to look out the window. Only then did he notice that the sofa was sitting out farther from the wall than it had been, the realization came too late, and a knife thrust upward and entered the soft flesh beneath Mustafa's chin. He attempted to cry out, but with his tongue skewered by Tanner's knife, his shout of agony made little sound. Tanner shoved the knife up higher, through the roof of Mustafa's mouth, and buried the tip of the blade into the man's brain. He then gave the knife a twist. Tanner emerged from behind the sofa to find Mustafa writhing in agony atop the floor. He crushed the man's throat with his foot and watched him die. Contract completed. Tanner's face and right hand were bloody from the stabbing of Mustafa, so Tanner took the time to wash up in the bathroom. He left the home the way he entered, cut across a small field and a neighbor's yard, and emerged on the road a quarter mile ahead from where Sarah sat in her car. Upon spotting him... "'Sarah got out of the car and inflated her flat tire with a can of foam. "'With the tire usable again, she threw a dress on over her shorts and halter top. "'Then she started the car and drove down to meet Tanner. "'I don't usually pick up hitchhikers, but I'll make an exception in your case,' Sarah told him. "'Tanner climbed in and looked her over, noting that she had covered up the skimpy clothing. "'No need to be modest on my account, Blake.' I was tired of looking like a hooker, and I take it that the contract is fulfilled? Yes, thanks to your help. It's nice to know that I can be of use to you sometimes. They both agreed that there was no point in staying overnight in Florida, so after revealing Mustafa's location by way of an anonymous tip, they went to the hotel, gathered their belongings, and rode to the airport to board Burke's corporate jet. Tanner was back in Connecticut that night, where he went to bed beside Alexa and slept like a child. He never felt guilt over killing. Only the thought of failure gave him nightmares.